Assalamualaikum warahmatullah and uh, welcome to the program Tawheed and the Creation, uh, exploring the book The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, authored by Bilasali Mani. And uh, Bilasali joins me in studio once again. Bilasali, assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Muhammad Fasih. As per normal, it's a great pleasure to be here. Alhamdulillah. Likewise, uh, and uh, this evening we will be reflecting on those concepts uh, and those uh, facts that we mentioned in the previous program, but particularly looking at the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Qadir, we reflected upon the name, the all-powerful Al-Qadir, and we outlined the responsibility that Allah has given man by virtue of placing with him authority placing with him a sense of power and in carrying out these abilities that he has a responsibility both in his home both in his workplace in society he has a responsibility to carry this out in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so tonight we'll be continuing on in this way inshallah inshallah muhammad fasih assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina muhammad وأصحابي وبارك وسلم محمد فسيخ last week we spoke about this great name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Qadir and I think the before we get on to uh, other aspects I just want to conclude on one aspect of this particular name this name we in fact this very program uses a reminder for us about this name. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. I can't say it with the same melodious voice. <laughs> but let's just reflect on this name because it has a direct link to this name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <clears throat> when we say all strength and power comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means that where Ever we come across strength and power being used or utilized in our surroundings or in the heavens, in the earth, and we see it at play, we must think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the other important thing, we must remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a touch of divine qualities at the level of Islam. Yes, we can create certain things. We also have will. We also live the very sifat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, has or can be described with. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave human beings a lot of that. And that is where the test comes in. We must not ever believe that we have our own strength or our own ability. That is one of the big tests. The other big test is especially when it comes to talents and special qualities that, and qualifications that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, that we must never believe that these things come from us. These things all come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when somebody pays us a compliment, don't take it as your own. 
when, Allah, when somebody says you are strong, you are very capable, you are very talented, we must be careful with that we don't take that to mean that those things emanate or come from us. We must all, always give recognition to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I was taught by my Murshid, Sheikh Hazim Abu Ghazala, he said to me, don't ever fall in the trap because that is what the nafs wants. The nafs want you to take these things as your own ability. And when you are confronted with somebody paying you a compliment or praising you for something, then say, La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Because then you are saying, it belongs to Allah. I am a mere instrument that is being utilized in a particular way. The idea that uh, we as human beings uh, have uh, been given ability and that we should not, as Bilasar has mentioned, say, well, this is mine, this is my ability, this is... So similarly, in every aspect of life, not just with the with the abilities that Allah has given us, but also with the wealth that Allah has given us, with the success that we've achieved in life, we would also then say, by using the same measure, I imagine, that all of this is also coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, Fasih, everything, every single thing that we have. In fact, human beings only have choice. They've got absolutely nothing else. And even that choice that we have, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, is subject to certain conditions. Because Allah's will is above our will. But wealth, family, children, uh, position, uh, talents, everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's direct control. We must never claim anything for ourselves or we must never assign to anyone else any ability because then we are falling in the great trap by setting up a partner to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when people are your bosses, whether you the boss or somebody else uh, is your boss, I'm talking in a work situation, then please don't fall in, ever in the trap of thinking things stop there at that level. Remember, Allah is above everything else. Now, Bilisali, one of the things that stands out very clearly for us is uh, that we find ourselves on a planet that is, as we mentioned, rotating on an axis and is uh, revolving around the sun. And so when we think about that, we think in terms of the individualistic point of view. But from an external point of view, if we were to zoom out and look at the planet and look at where we are, and I think we decided to mention this in the previous program, and look at our place. Now, we realize, number one, we are one of billions of people of, that are living today. Forget about the people who existed before then. Billions of people that are living and existing today. And so if anyone claims ability and claims power, then he certainly has to look at the fact that how insignificant in this entire universe isn't he? And then that calls to mind the idea of Fir'aun, someone who declared himself God, yet even at that point he was but a speck on this dunya who could not even affect the nearest or closest star to, to him in the solar system. Yeah, you, 
we wouldn't we wouldn't easily Muhammad Fasih um, use the words that Fir'aun used uh, to say we are gods, but in the way we behave and the way we act, we can claim to be gods by setting ourselves up at partners, sometimes consciously and sometimes unconsciously. Um, and that is the danger. The, this universe, Allah has made it possible for us to see how great and how big this universe of ours is. Um, and if we think back from where we, we started the program and all the galaxies and the Milky Way and our solar system and we come to the earth and we think how small we are in the earth and we look how small our brains are, then what right do we have to make any claim? We, our brains are so small, yet we want to make claims. Uh, it's a very dangerous thing to do, a very, very, very dangerous thing to do. We must come down to earth. And we will be coming down to Earth in the next segment. We'll be speaking about uh, planet Earth, uh, where we are now. So we've hopped through the cosmos from the point where the Big Bang occurred to where we are now. And we're going to be exploring this fantastic planet and all its diversity and its life, but uh, starting off with just the, the history of the Earth, so to speak. Uh, but of course, we are in the program, Tawheed and the Creation, exploring the book, The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body. When we come back after this break, we will continue. Stay لا حول ولا قوة إلا Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back to the program Tawheed and the Creation. And uh, as promised before the break, we were reflecting on the planet Earth, and that's where we are going next. Uh, we're going to be looking at planet Earth and uh, where it finds itself in this in this galaxy, in this solar system, and what makes planet Earth special. Muhammad Fasih, we've been on the spaceship traveling through the universe. And we are about to return home now <laughs> to planet Earth, our home, sweet home. Now the Earth, the planet Earth, um, without going into unnecessary detail, we can go and check and Google and make our own research on many of the things that we've spoken about. But planet Earth formed around four and a half billion years ago. Um, the sun is five billion years old, billion, not million, billion years old, and about half a billion years later, the earth formed out of a process of accretion. Accretion is the accumulation of dust particles that uh, and, and, and small pieces of rock that were orbiting around the sun, but in, in small bits and pieces. And gravity pulled all of these pieces together in one object. And through that process, as it attracted more and more pieces, it condensed and eventually formed the planet Earth. So in very brief terms, 
That is how our planet Earth formed. I'm just thinking at that point, obviously, Earth wasn't as it looks now. We're speaking about particles forming and rocks forming and collecting, forming the structure that we know as the planet. But from there on, if we look at the Earth, and one of the defining features is obviously its, its orbit and its uh, rotation. Can we say then that if one had to witness this happening, that already there, there was that orbit, there was that rotation around the sun, and even then, continuing all up until this day, uh, we can still see that orbit and that rotation taking place. In fact, my, my sheikh, uh, and it's confirmed also in, in the Quran, but made, made uh, known that everything in the universe is in an orbit. Um, if we examine that from the electrons orbiting the nucleus, uh, the Earth orbiting the sun, the sun orbiting the... Um, center of the Milky Way. The Milky Way itself as a galaxy is also in an orbit. So everything is in an orbit and there's something significant about things being in an orbit. Uh, Allah knows exactly why and how but it, it's something great that I can't make more uh, comment on except to say that, that further links back to an earlier point that you made about the tawaf, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to perform uh, the tawaf, and that movement, you know, going, circling the Kaaba, is something that we should actually reflect on when we do these things and see how the rest of creation is also in an orbit. But to let us know that its orbit is one point. At what speed? Well, there's two motions. The one is the Earth has an axis and it spins around its own axis at the speed uh, and that gives us night and day. Then we have an orbit around the sun which gives us the seasons. Now the speed at which the Earth, the planet Earth, spins around its own axis is, and listen to this, we know airplanes uh, go at the speed of about 800 kilometers per hour. While cars go at 100 kilometers or 200 kilometers, some great cars. Um, the Earth is moving at the speed around its own axis at 1,600 kilometers per hour. This planet that we, while we're sitting here, it's spinning around its own axis at the speed of 1,600 kilometers per hour. And the speed at which, while it's spinning around its own axis, it's going around an orbit around the sun at 100,000 kilometers per hour. Now, um, obviously, this orbit and the speed of this orbit is important. Uh, because if we think about it, imagine if the sun was to lag too long in the sky. What would that do to the days? What would that do to the, the hours of the day? What would that do? How would that then not upset the, the balance that we find on Earth? Any change to the speed of the sun 
or the Earth, either around its own axis or even as it orbits the Sun, could mean the end of the Earth. But what I think is more significant, profound, a point to marvel at uh, Muhammad Fasih, is the fact that this has been going on meticulously to the exact iota fraction of a second for four and a half billion years. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala contained that precise action and movement for the entire existence of the earth, which is four and a half billion. And remember the earlier point we made about the temperature of the sun being constant. Had it changed, it would have changed the whole nature of the earth. So that is extremely, extremely significant that all of these things had to stick to a very rigid plan to get to where we are, but that it's actually maintained when we say Allah is the sustainer, then Allah sustains and maintains for these things to be kept in that strict band out of which it cannot move. When we talk about how the earth was formed, we've spoken about the rocks, we've spoken about the, the dust and the collection and the, the fact that uh, uh, the earth was formed by these particles that were rotating around the sun, or orbiting around the sun. So what happened next? Because certainly there had to be something uh, that evolved on the surface of the earth. Because, I mean, you can take a rock and place it in a, in a, in a place for a thousand years. And, I mean, there needs to be conditions there. There needs to be things there that will form a moss even. So here we find the old adage, rolling stones gather no moss. <laughs> <laughs> here we have something. Or I would say rolling stones gather no beetles. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but here we find uh, that even with this rotation, something marvelous was happening on the surface of the earth. Yeah, at the beginning, you know, now we're talking billions of years, so things happened over a period of time where the initial temperature that we had on the surface of the earth was extremely high. Um, but over time, the extremely high temperatures affected and developed into lava being formed you know the the the, the stuff that that we have in volcanoes that actually uh the heat was transferred down to the center of the of 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 the earth and collected all that heat um in the center of the earth so if you look at the temperature the temperature on 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 earth is uh we said let's be generous and say it's 50 degrees celsius um 50 degrees Celsius, that's the surface of the Earth. At the core of the Earth, it's five and a half thousand degrees Celsius. So the, 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 the core of the Earth is extremely hot and it is in a molten lava form. So if you have cracks in the surface, you have um, or weaknesses in the structure of the Earth, which it was at the beginning because it was now pulling together all these bits and pieces into one uh, one chunk of rock-like uh, substance. Um, the cracks allowed the lava to spew through the cracks and that so we had a number of volcanoes initially which erupted 
until things, the, the temperature started cooling down uh, sufficiently for the surface on top of the earth to be cool enough to keep the heat in, in the center rather than it coming out through the top. SubhanAllah. The voice of Buddha Salimani, and this is the program, Tawheed and the Creation, this evening, exploring the earth and uh, the, the formation of the earth. When we come back after the break, we will continue. Stay tuned. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back to the program, Tawheed and the Creation, exploring the book, The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, authored by Buddha Saadi Mani. Before the break, we looked at uh, the earth and the formation of the earth, and uh, we were going into how the earth, once we had the solid body, um, once we had these, 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 all these elements come together, we now had a situation where there was reactions taking place, not only at the core of the earth, but also in terms of the surface of the earth with volcanoes erupting and from this heating there was a cooling and now we move forward we know that generally after volcanoes erupt and after lava has died down things happen yes one of the things that makes the planet earth different and and unique is the atmosphere that we have around our planet other planets, even in our own solar system, um, and other planets around other stars don't have the same type of atmosphere that we have around the Earth. And this is still an ongoing exercise that people are trying to discover exactly the type of atmospheres that exist. If you look, for example, at our moon, our moon hardly has an atmosphere. Although the moon developed um, when a meteorite hit the Earth, a chunk of it broke away and that formed the, the moon. Um, that wasn't an accident, of course. Allah designed it like that. But just to give us an idea, the moon, although it was formed part of the Earth, didn't have the same, doesn't have the same kind of atmosphere that we have. So if we look at our atmosphere, our atmosphere is a layer of gas um, that extends from the surface of the earth to roughly a hundred um, kilometers into the air or into space. Um, and it acts as a, as a shield to prevent um, harmful rays from the sun reaching the surface of the earth. Um, now, if we talk about harmful rays, the sun, when it, it sunlight has the complete range of frequencies or different types of rays that are that form part of sunlight. So you would have ultraviolet um, right down to infrared and whatever comes uh, in between and the uh, 
infrared is extremely dangerous uh, to human life and harmful to human life as well as other forms of life, both plant and animal life on, on Earth. So maybe you could uh, throw something at me. I don't want to be speaking all the time on this. Uh, but what would you think would be significant um, about uh, uh, the atmosphere, uh, Mohammed Vasil? I think one of the things that's amazing about the atmosphere is the fact that I watched a video once where the idea of the earth, the layers of the earth were explained. And we are referring to this protective shield. And then we find that um, the earth consists of multiple layers, each of those playing a role in not only filtering out light, but I believe also filtering out radiation and filtering out other harmful effects of space before they reach the earth. I mean, even meteorites, when they enter the Earth's atmosphere, they start to burn up so that the impact of that meteorite is not as, as powerful as the impact would have been if there was no protection. Yes, Muhammad Fasih. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, once again, you know, <laughs> the more we come across what Allah says in the Quran about these things, the more it should confirm, even for for the younger people who are more scientifically minded uh, and who have learnt about these things, Allah speaks about this in the Quran in verse 21, 32. And I quote, And we made the sky a protective shield. Subhanallah. Allah said this for more than 1400 years ago that Allah created the shield around the earth. We are only discovering as you've just quoted now, some of the, 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 the roles that uh, the atmosphere plays to protect the earth from this harmful rays and, 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 and uh, objects from entering the atmosphere. But subhanAllah, the other important thing that made it possible for life to eventually emerge was that in the one layer of the atmosphere, um, we have what we call the stratosphere. In this layer of the stratosphere, the, 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 the section from the Earth, up to 50% of the, um, of the uh, atmosphere, we have what we call the stratosphere. In that layer, we have um, the place where clouds are formed. Do I need to say more about the importance of clouds? Subhanallah. Uh, clouds are the, the place uh, where we find water uh, vaporizing and condensing um, and, and forming uh, 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 rain clouds. And then it rains from there. Without rain, the planet would have been too hot to sustain life, number one. But without water, we wouldn't have had any form of life. We would have had no possibility of life forming on Earth. So the, 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 the presence of water is directly linked to the fact that we have this very unique uh, atmosphere that as far as all our 
uh, discoveries and, 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 and research has gone thus far. This is the only planet where this unique kind of atmosphere exists as far as we know in the entire universe. SubhanAllah. Uh, but Asani, I think in the next session, inshallah, we'll, we'll be focusing on water. Water playing a very key role. And we always mention the term water is life, so to speak. And nothing can grow, nothing can develop, even human beings, even the conception of a human being. Water's involved there. The embryo in the stages of growing, water's involved there. And in, basically in, in sustaining life, water's involved there. So we'll be exploring these uh, concepts and how water plays a role on the earth, as we've mentioned as far as rain is concerned, but also other aspects where water plays a role, inshallah, in the next show. We look forward to that, inshallah. And uh, obviously we'll be tying that in with what the Quran says about this very precious resource and this great ni'ma of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah. But Asali, shukran so much once again for joining us on the show. And uh, yeah, we look forward to next week, inshallah. We will be covering more as we now find ourselves back on planet Earth. Alhamdulillah. Shukran, Muhammad Fasikh. We, yes, we, we, we're reaching the end of this part of the book. And the reason why we're dealing with things like water and atmosphere is just to show us that this, the, the very existence of the Earth is a big sign in itself because it is so unique in the entire universe, the known universe, um, and these things exist specifically here on the planet Earth. And yes, inshallah, we'll explore that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to understand and to benefit Amen. from all of this. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And from myself, Muhammad Fazik Peterson, till I speak to you again, inshallah. I bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and have a fantastic evening further. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah.